The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to One Hour at a Time. Recovery begins with education and host Mary Woods is here to educate individuals and families and provide support through the recovery process. Now here's your host, Mary Woods. Welcome everyone to today's show. I'm very happy to have our guest today, Howie Vogel, who is the Executive Director of Double Trouble and Recovery. Howie is in charge of the overall supervision and management of the Double Trouble and Recovery program throughout the state of New York. Through the years, Howie has started over 400 groups across New York State and has trained and assisted many other states, such as Oklahoma, Florida, Georgia, New Mexico, Colorado, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Iowa, North Carolina, Alaska, Missouri, Nebraska, New Jersey, and the list can go on, which I'm sure we'll hear more about the other states that he's helped uh, support Double Trouble in. Um, he is currently collaborating with the University of New Mexico on an NIAAA-funded grant entitled 12-Step Facilitation for the Duly Diagnosed. In this study, standard 12-step facilitation therapy is modified to meet the needs of individuals with co-occurring disorders. Mr. Vogel has played a critical role both in the adaptation of the intervention and in the forging of an effective link between the formal treatment of 12-step facilitation therapy and the Double Trouble Recovery Community. He is also supporting the research of effectiveness of self-help for duly diagnosed persons with the National Development and Research Institute. Howie's heartfelt attitude toward Double Trouble and Recovery is truly a driving force to his success. Mr. Vogel is well known in the mental health field as an advocate for individuals who have substance abuse and mental health issues. Welcome to our show, Howie. Thank you for agreeing to spend the afternoon with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, it's so good to talk with you because early in my career, when I started to work um, in the mental health profession, um, the perception was that people with mental illness couldn't access 12-step groups, that um, that they were confused by the spirituality or the spirituality component made the, their symptoms worse. And so um, having people, first of all, even having anyone identified with a mental illness with a substance use disorder was rare. But then to actually encourage them to go to 12-step meetings um, was considered to be um, not effective. So thank you for starting Double Trouble. And can you, you begin by telling us how Double Trouble and Recovery came about? Well, at the time I was a consultant I had just gotten out of uh, graduate school, and uh, I went to graduate school on uh, Social Security, and I uh, did a field placement uh, at a hospital where I was once a patient. And um, Ed Knight, Dr. Ed Knight, came to me and asked me if I wanted to learn more about dual diagnosis and try and created uh, a self-help group. So I went to Philadelphia where it was first created in 1980, and it was 
called Double Trouble. Um, I joined the meeting and I looked at the literature and I was, I mean, I was already in recovery, but the literature was very non-consumer, non-empowering. Um, it was, everything was based on the therapist and medication and psychiatry. It wasn't a self-help group. So I took from that literature and uh, rewrote the whole uh, Double Trouble and Recovery program by the grace of God and uh, submitted it to AA um, so they would know that uh, I'm adapting their material, they wrote back that as long as there's a disclaimer, um, as other adapted 12-step programs have done with AA, the disclaimer, uh, it would be okay. Um, I myself um, was a member and still am a member of Narcotics Anonymous. I have about 30 years out of a hospital, about 24 years clean and clean. But it never really um, touched my soul, so to speak. Because, you know, what, part of the cardinal rules of 12-step groups is um, AA is alcohol and A is drugs. You know, there's always this controversy. Are you sober? Are you clean? Are you clean? Are you sober? It's just, uh, it's funny. And um, I, I never felt that I was able to really talk deeper and more uh, about me because uh, I had had uh, psychiatric problems Dromal symptoms as a child. So drugs to me came later. You know, it's chicken and the egg theory. Uh, you know, special education. Uh, uh, you know, this is, you know, I'm 60 years old. At, at, at that time, they had different names for things and, of course, different uh, labels that we put on cans. Not, not instead of people. We put them on people. So uh, I was so excited to, uh, with such with such a heart to challenge not only the the 12 step community about oh people who, people who are crazy don't, excuse me, people who have a mental disorder, don't belong here. I was also, at the time, wanting to challenge some of the basic myths that uh, research had and also 12-step recovery had about uh, who, who can and who does recover. What are some of those myths, Howie, that you, that you challenged? Well, I challenged the whole state of New York. You know, they they wanted me to, New York State originally wanted me not to call it uh, 
double trouble. And uh, I said to them, gee, uh, then don't call mental illness mental illness. It's it's it, it's it's an it's an abstract. I mean, you. So I uh, challenged the state, and from with uh, I started double trouble. Um, I also believe that uh, there's a tremendous amount of different cultural artifacts to the recovery of a dual-diagnosed person than to um, an alcoholic or a drug addict, a different uh, character, first character disorder, mental disorder, but basically life experiences. My experience, you know, as a child growing up in a post-World War II uh, Nazi survivor home had led, uh, uh, it, it was like be, being in, 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 in a, a, a concentration camp. Uh, I went to parochial school, and uh, it, was, it was very bewildering to me. So with all that, you know, as, as background, um, it inspired me to want to not take a 20-year job, and get a uh, uh, pension, but try to start double trouble groups throughout the country, and it sort of it sort of picked up. You know, it started in the eighties. Uh, Dr. Searles at the times at the time was the head of the mental health, the mental the OMH, the Office of Mental Health, and he really wanted to see a change. A, a real major cultural change in the mental health system. I was not, I was not uh, a warrior of change in the alcohol and substance abuse system. I started groups in uh, shelters. and In fact, I, I still today uh, run groups, uh, hospital institution groups, um, in Woodhull Hospital on units, on the units with the, uh, with the clients, my brothers and sisters. I'm also part of a, another COD program, co-occurring disorder, with women who've had their, their children removed uh, from them because of drugging, drinking, and mental disorders. So over the years, uh, the... The group started very, very slowly. It, it was, it wasn't accepted, you know, as a, uh, you know, as a, as like AA or NA. It just, it, and I don't think it might ever. I'm not asking for that, but I definitely did believe that the mountain was going to go to the people. The people didn't have to go to the mountain. So. I had a job where I worked for the Mental Health Empowerment Project in the early 90s, where my job was to go around the state of New York and 
visit clubhouses, um, inpatient psych units, psychiatric hospitals, um, mental, uh, mental health programs, day programs, clubhouses, uh, you know, like, like a dog and pony show, running around New York State trying to start double trouble and recovery. And, and always finding that not only after telling my story, but also listening to the experience of other dual-diagnosed people. And we'll be right back to hear uh, more about how he's experienced and how he developed double trouble and recovery. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family center recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh, anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Janine Marks, a 12-year-old, was fairly normal. She spent a lot of time online. One day, she met a new friend. The new friend had the same problems at home. They liked the same bands. They worried about the same subjects in school. They promised to keep each other's secrets. They wished they went to the same junior high. The new friend had good news. He said he was going to be in Janine's area one Saturday. He thought it would be amazing if they could just hang out, go to the mall. Janine agreed. The new friend didn't want parents messing this up. Janine showed up alone. So did her new friend, who wasn't in junior high wasn't nice, and wasn't a 14-year-old boy. Every day, children are sexually solicited online. Help delete online predators. Call 1-800-THE-LOST or visit cybertipline.com to learn how to protect your kids' online life. A message from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the Ad Council. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. 
You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back, everyone. Um, Today we're talking with... Howie Vogel, who is the Executive Director of Double Trouble and Recovery. And prior to going to break, Howie was sharing with us how Double Trouble began very slowly and um, how he shared how he, he was kind of like a dog and pony show, going from uh, mental health center to hospital to mental health center, um, introducing Double Trouble to folks and trying to get um, groups started and off the ground. And um, Howie... Can you just share with our listeners what people might expect if they went to a double trouble meeting? One of, one of the things that would uh, would stand out would be in the reading in our preamble, which would say double trouble is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other so that they may solve their common problems and help others to recover from their particular addictions and mental disorders. Double trouble is designed to meet the needs of duly diagnosed. It also addresses uh, the problems and benefits associated with psychiatric medication as well as other issues crucial to mental health. Thus, we recognize that for many, having addiction and mental disorder represents double trouble in recovery. So you're walking into a room and you're already uh, you're hearing one truth. It's not, it's not a traditional one recovery. I'm an addict or, or a traditional I'm an alcoholic. And it's not to say that over the years, I mean, many, many, many groups, thank God, you know, have a first and a third tradition, you know, in, in, the, in, in their work where the unity and, or you, and desire recovery is just membership, so people who, do, who are duly diagnosed do, do, do attend AA meetings and, and, and NA meetings. I am not against that. I, 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 only, I only wish it was, you know, it could be more, but this was something that um, uh, started around the time when we were making this, the transition about integrating uh, well, if you have a mental health diagnosis, you go to a psychiatrist, and if you have a substance abuse problem, you, you go to you, you go to a drug facility. There were there were no integration of both. Right. So uh, this was sort of like uh, not the panacea, but just hey, we're all in the same same boat. Well, and um, back in the day when you were getting this started. Uh, AA and NA were very clear that if you had a drug problem, you went to NA. If you had an alcohol problem, you went to AA, and never the twine shall meet. So if you had a mental illness on top of that, it mm. probably would have been difficult to find groups that felt right. Well, I felt very privileged being in Manhattan. You know, it's, it's, it's in, in all different parts of the country, it's a lot easier to get along having a mental health diagnosis because there are so many millions and thousands of people, you don't get locked up too easy. 
So we, we opened up a, a double trouble group on Avenue C in Alphabet City on air, on air, uh, at 6 p.m. every Tuesday night. The um, head of the program, Steve Coe, gave me the key, uh, gave me a coffee pot, and uh, let me run a group. And after about three months, this is 1988, 1989, we, would have, we had 70 people a week. Amazing. Right. Well, the area itself at the time, it was, I mean, it was the cultural phenomenon that would turn in the neighborhood alone was, it was all run down buildings. So the only ones, that people, peoples that were buying the buildings were, were, were the, uh, the SROs, the single room occupancies, the, the, um, uh, public, like the agencies. Public, the, public housing? The agencies, yes. The housing agencies were able to, to, to buy from the city for, for very inexpensive cost and then, you know, add HUD. So housing, you know, became more, more prevalent. It was a lot, a lot easier. So, you know, here in an 8 to 10 block area, I know three or four different uh, SROs. I go over, put a sign, tell them Tuesday night, come over, and they're all showing up. So that was uh, that was that was very very that was that was a great feeling. Yeah. Um, do people is that go to double trouble and recovery are the the twelve steps similar? I think twelve steps similar. Um, I think to each. Person, not not to avoid you, Mary, but but I think powerlessness and unmanageability uh, might be different to me than someone else. And what we try to do is um, help uh, the newcomers to begin to just 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 learn, try to learn a new language and. Learn how to open up from the heart that they're not sick or crazy, uh, that they shouldn't be shamed or stigmatized, and that they have a, have a place where, where, where they can talk about uh, what they were told not to talk about. When someone comes into a double trouble meeting, um and they're not on medication, and they're having a lot of symptoms. How does that? How is that handled? Oh, it's it. You know, it's handled as. I mean, if the person's disruptive, I think someone would walk over to you and just ask to talk to you. For a second. Uh-huh. But if not showing uh, any symptomology, no, just sit and watch. Sit and enjoy. You know, get involved. You say you 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 ask me all the the threatening harsh questions. Yeah. Crazy people push people in front of trains. Well, no, it's just been um, you know um, my experience because um, at Westbridge we work with people who have co-occurring major uh, mental illness and substance use disorders that um, sometimes it's it's a lot harder for them to sit still for an hour or for a half hour if they're having a lot of symptoms. It's harder for them to concentrate. Um, I was one of them. And that, um, you know, sometimes the 
going to a meeting um, takes everything they have to just yes. be able to focus for that one hour. Yes, absolutely. I think that what you're saying is a very tedious, long-term process, and you just got to keep, keep plugging Keep plugging at it. That's that's why it, it, it's my life. It's my it's my my enjoyment to to continue. Um, then a little later on, uh, research wanted to get involved, and they wanted to know more about uh, uh, this group called Double Trouble and Recovery. So we uh, started a research project with the National Institute of Drug Abuse through the National uh, uh, National Institute. Um, they funded us to study the groups and the people, and, and what we did was we designed the questionnaires from a consumer perspective. And how long did the study go on for, Howie? Well, we still we we had twenty papers. We're, we're twenty papers published. Oh wow! Uh, we're an evidence-based SAMHSA uh, graduate. Um, if anybody wants any of the numbers, you can call one two one two. Um, four two. Four two five four eight hundred, and you, and you can get the uh, you can get pay, papers. You, you also can go on the website and uh, download any of the materials if you want to start a group. And it was all done in black and white paper, so you can Xerox it and it'll, it'll Xerox clean. What what is the address to your website, Howie? www.doubletroubleinrecovery.org. And how many groups are, um, you mentioned the number of states that you have gone to to help facilitate uh, Double um, Trouble and Recovery. Um, how many groups do you think there are today? Well, I think some of that, some of that, you know, it, it wanes and waxes. I, I think that's a misnomer. Going around starting 400 groups, uh, I'm, I might have been in 400 places, but that didn't mean that 400 groups stayed there. Okay. Um, the groups would wane and, and, and wax. Um, it, it's very difficult to, to, to keep a, a group... Uh, a group facilitator, or, or someone who even wants to facilitate a group. Uh, the population, uh, my brothers and sisters have have um, other, other 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 desires and other ideas. And I know in my job, they just want to get out of the hospital. Yeah. So. Uh, the group's uh, starting, um, it, it's small. I, I, I don't think it's, it's anything 
large, even though I do get phone calls and I get emails and I do send materials. And it's really great to hear where some of these some of these groups that have started, like in in Durango, in Durango, Colorado, or South Dakota, or North Dakota, or Mississippi. I mean, direct contact from people calling me on the internet and me calling them back and helping them start the meeting. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family center recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. This is an important programming note from the Voice America Women's Channel. The Catherine Zox Show is moving. Our new address is Voice America, and we will be heard on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern, starting Wednesday, November 19th. All of the archives will still be available through Catherine's Boombox Player. Remember, tune in to the Catherine Zox Show on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern, beginning on Wednesday, November 19th, on Voice America's flagship Voice America Channel. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Yeah, sure, come on in. Yeah, I was wondering if you... Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I just need to finish this sales report, and then I'll probably... I don't know, let me lie down for a bit. But I'm I'm sure it'll go away. But the flames are getting bigger. Shouldn't I... Your hair, there's so much fire. No, 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 I'll be fine. What can I help you with? Oh, dear. Well, at least we know the sprinkler system works. You wouldn't ignore this, so why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly experiences numbness of the face, arm, or leg, or sudden trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, don't wait to get help. Call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Today our guest is Howie Vogel, who is the Executive Director of Double Trouble and Recovery. If any of you have any questions about um, self-help and dual recovery or about the effectiveness of recovery from dual disorders, please give us a call, and uh, I'm sure Howie would be happy to share his experience, strength, and hope with you. 
Um, Howie, one of the things you had talked about in an earlier segment, and one of the things that I've noticed um, in my work is that is that when folks have an addiction, there's a certain amount of shame and guilt that comes with having an addiction. Mm-hmm. But it seems like for some of the folks that I know, the shame and guilt they have for having a mental illness and for experiencing the symptoms of those mental that mental illness, especially when they stop using the alcohol and drugs, it's just it goes right to their soul, and it's just so profound. And I wondered if if you've experienced that in your travels as well. Well, I. I do experience it. Um, I experience it, thank God, not daily. Uh, myself, personally, um, I went many years to talk therapy, um, besides going to meetings and having a sponsor and talking about shame and, and, and guilt and how it overshadows anything of a, a person's uh, uh, strength, strength or ability to, to endure. It's, 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 it's a killer. I mean, people... People commit suicide for, for feelings of that. Right. And, you know, not, not to minimize what people go through in addiction recovery, but, but in addiction recovery, when you stop using and you start getting well, um, your life gets better in so, such profound ways that if you don't drink or, or drug again, you never go back there. But with people with that have major mental illness, that doesn't go away as, no. as easily. No. And and those symptoms are still there. And the feeling of, is this all there is? Um, you know, is, is it better, is my life better this way, or is it better when I'm numbed out or high? That, I, that, that's a struggle for folks. I, I think, to, I, thank you. I, I think it takes a Herculean, first of all, the people that, as yourself, are, are, are the, the 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 proven the proven cultural warriors to want to to help people with um, I, the term I, I, I sometimes use it's 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 called like having mental torture, mm-hmm. and it, it it doesn't go away at times. And the mental pain is uh, sometimes has a, has a voice of its own and a dialogue. And if it doesn't have um, the ability to have moments of reflection with others who can um, bear bear the the onslaught of it, 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 it definitely weakens you to the soul. It's it's when people who who have shown strength and are willing to give back what they've already been given, can it and and will it be overcome? It's it's a, it's a day it's a day by day, and and, and you never um, you, you practice you know you you, you practice um, like there's 
there's, you know, meditation. There's, there's, you have to practice your, your, when you're well to, perf- to per- prepare for when you're not going to feel so well. You have to see the signs. You have to learn. You know, over years, you'll you'll learn. Oh, I know what this is. You know, and sometimes I even know how to help it or 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 shorten it. I mean, I I I once had a terrible, terrible as a child. As a child, I was bulimic, and I also had a terrible. Obsessive compulsive disorder, where I, I couldn't leave the house for sometimes thirty-five, forty-five minutes, touching everything, making everything just right. I mean, one time I remember I thought I, I didn't unplug something. I came back forty-five minutes. So it, it, my mind, you know, had I've. <laughs> I'm glad that I. I'm glad that I, I can share. About all this, I'm glad that I know about all this, and I could, you know, help others if they want to listen. But uh, it's it's painful. And I think that being able to share that pain in a group like Double Trouble and Recovery um, is a great way to cope. Because sometimes just knowing that you're not experiencing it yourself, that other people experience it. It doesn't feel so shameful. You don't feel so guilty. You can kind of say, like, okay, this happens to other people. It's not just me. Yeah, well, I, I don't fool around. You, know, you, you you sit in my group, you know, and, I mean, you, 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 you can step all over me because I'm strong. But you can't step all over recovery. Right. You can't step all over some of the principles that, that make someone better. I mean, a person to say, you know, I've been coming here for five days, and today's the first day I came in here not high, needs to be recognized. And and the not high then manifests the symptoms, some symptoms of, of what they're going through. Not high. Needs, needs needs to be approached and and spoken about. I think I think my greatest asset is my experience, not my book knowledge, but what I go through. Mm-hmm. You know, I see a psychiatrist. I take medication. I don't. Uh, you know, there's no. Uh, would I not like to take medication? Yeah. Would I like to be, quote unquote, uh, like everybody else normal? Yeah. Are the side effects sometimes, you know, pretty scary? Yeah. They cause other side effects. You know, so I mean, what do you what do you do? You you want to live uh, with some quality or or not in, 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 in your life with a dual diagnosis. 
I, I think each person has to come to a um, a place within inside themselves where they, you know, have this personal conversation with their higher power and others, and 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 listen to attain to attain the the idea of of being a sentient being. See, I, I, I was brought up like a, an animal. I think the greatest gift I'll ever have in my whole life, if I can say one day, I'm my own friend and not my worst enemy. That's a gift all of us could, <laughs> could certainly benefit from if we could all say we're not our own worst enemy. That's, yeah. something, that's universal, Howie. You had mentioned earlier about um, how the concept of powerlessness and unmanageability might be different for someone with a dual disorder. Can you say more about that? Well, I find in my I find in my experience in my in my work, uh, a, a lot of consumers live in twenty uh, four hour residences. They don't live on their own they they live with uh they live under the guise of uh some helplessness and it's uh it it, it it's not it's not you know feasible it's it's an abstract concept to to, to you know to to see people you know um not able to um, do do more, and I think a lot of them can, but you're caught up in the system. Well, and it's a system that um, really, in some ways, works against people with major mental illness because if it you do well, yes. then you lose all the supports you need that make you well. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get you get deemed qualified only by the degree of symptoms that you have. So it's like a catch-22. If I get too well, I lose my benefits. If I lose my benefits, I'm going to get sick. So um, it really is a, uh, yes. a system that doesn't work for the people. Uh, and we'll be right back. If you have any questions, call us in our next segment. We'll be right back. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family center recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just 
don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh, uh, there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Ever seen a hornet, Shelly? No, ma'am. Well, you're five. What are you waiting for? They've built a nest outside your window. See? No. You will when you climb 15 feet up this ladder to get rid of them. Take this insecticide and broom <laughs> and send those stinging meanies packing. What if I fall? I could get hurt. Oh, you know about gravity already. You're so smart. Oh, go, 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 go. The hornets are waiting. Shoot, get away. Play with them, dear. Hornets hate high-pitched noises. Yeah, uh, try not to swallow too many. Get away! Now, knock that nest out of the park. You wouldn't treat your child like an adult, so why put them in adult seat belts? If they're under four foot nine, they need a booster seat. That's so cute. No, honey, hornets don't bite, silly. They sting. Ow! For more information, go to boosterseat.gov. This message brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Department of Transportation. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor and sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor and sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back, thanking me for my concerns, and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back, everyone. We're in our final segment with Howie Volvo, who is the Executive Director of Double Trouble and Recovery. And I was sharing with Howie during our break that we, when we opened up our residential program, we had the help of some local uh, folks who are in the 12-step community to start a Double Trouble group. And it went, it went really well for the first three months, and then it kind of drifted off. And then by the end of about nine months, we lost our facilitator, and it was really hard to get anybody else to commit to facilitating the group. And, Howie, you were sharing that that's kind of a normal progression of of things. Right. Unless from the beginning you you see that as the problem and the group becomes the conscience from the very beginning to share all of the uh, responsibilities 
If you go to the website, you'll see you how to start and run in Double Trouble Group. In there, it talks about uh, shared responsibilities. I think shared responsibilities am amongst our community has to start immediately. I mean, it's as difficult as it might be, it has to start for, for it to stay around or else it will disappear. And not one person can be a leader. We're all leaders. Right. We're members. So, you know, you, you can't say, hey, I, we got a superhero, and they're going to do it, and then all of a sudden that superhero picks up and goes away, and there's no more group. Um, my own, my, my own recovery, uh, oh, right now, working, uh, um, to take off a few extra pounds, <laughs> walking, uh, and I'm, I'm happy a lot of the times. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the type, I, I'm happy to be with people. I like people. But I, I, I also like my my time when I could be alone and be recluse and read my literature and think. You know, it's been it's it, it, it's been such a beautiful journey to learn how to think and to be able to you, you know not have racing thoughts and a mind that was like a radio that wouldn't shut off. This, uh, this took many, many years. This is no, this does not happen overnight. It's a journey. And it's a journey from the day until it's no longer the journey, the end. Right. That's true. And I'm very, uh, I'm very open to that. I, that's why I, I stay in my community. I'm, ve I'm very happy uh, still working with consumers, and pretty soon, hopefully, uh, going to do some outreach work and do some more work with Hazelton, and maybe we could get a group started by you. Yeah, that'd be great. Come to New Hampshire. Oh, I, I could help you start a group over the phone. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. We'll talk about that after the show. You got it. It'd be my pleasure. I'll give you my just, just take my email, hv613 at aol dot com, and I'll send you pamphlets on the roles of providers. What's a provider's role in this uh, in this power structure between? Uh, Who's sick and who's well? Because you know, uh, self-help offers social, so, social, social, social support. It also offers you're no longer the helpy, but you can be a helper. You're no longer seen as sick, but you can be seen as healthy. Uh, you, you have a construct uh, of structure. It's different than, than you, 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 you're usually 
experience. Um, the, the the manual is just a, an, an idea of what what a, a a provide as well because you know we're very much stuck in this and. I've heard this during our conversation that self-help, the consumers should run the groups. If they're self-help groups, the consumers run the groups. All right, but why not help the consumer help himself until he can run a group? The side-by-side coaching. A coaching, yes, and that's what my materials are about. They're coaching materials, and then and then you let your baby falls down. You you pick it up. And here's my and here's my favorite one. You ready for this one? I am. Do you do you know who loves change the most? Who loves change the most? Who loves who loves change the most? I don't know. A baby in a wet diaper. Well, there you go. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, that's a good one, Howie. Yeah, had to show, had to show one little smile, and pretty soon I'll break into singing. You know, I sing. You know. Oh, good. Well, what do you like to sing? Uh, my favorite when I'm my saddest is uh, from Eddie Durante, and it's uh, fairy tales can come true. It could happen to you if you're young at heart. You know? That's a great coping skill. Humor and singing, it's its a great way to cope. It helps change the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So I've, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed my, my time on the show. I'm sorry there hasn't been any calls. Well, I'm sure there are people out there listening. They're just at their desk and and I will definitely if Westbridge Westbridge right that's right wants me to help you for nada para nada to send you the materials to sit down with your your guys and gals and start your own group rather than have someone come in to do it grow from within that's a great idea. And for other organizations that want help getting Double Trouble and Recovery started, Howie's website is doubletrouble.org, and he can be reached at hb613 at aol.com. Thank you so much, Howie, for spending the hour with us, and thank you for the song and the humor. <laughs> Have a great week. We'll be in touch. Have a great week, everybody. Appreciate you joining us today for one hour at a time. Successful recovery from a substance abuse problem or mental illness depends on education and support of loved ones. Thank you for being that support system. Be sure to tune in next week for another hour of education and compassion. One hour at a time. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.